This week's Major Spoilers podcast is brought to you by David Haley, Brandon Lyons, Matthew Pink Floyd, Randy Newman Mucha, Michael Bowen, Bart Kohler, 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 Zachariah McAllister, Joshua Keller, Mark Burbach from sunny downtown Burbach, and Hunter Green. No, Hunter Graham. All of them are fine and faithful spoilerites, and uh, sadly, their names are really easy to not mispronounce. But in any case, this one goes out to each and every one of them. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Zach. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Steven, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, Comic-Con is over. We're back in the swing of the thing, taking a fling, enjoying rate spring, thing ring, do your thing. Steven's stoic stage stewardship suffuses. Spoilerite synapses. Rodrigo's raucous raconteurism regales ready readers. Matthew's mildly masterful manipulation of mass media marvels the mind, while Zach needs a more... Useful initial. Xylophone. Spoken word, what? broken nerds, and more stuff. So hatching down your batter and hide the pretty women, because the major spoilers podcast is on the mother-loving air. Welcome to issue 530 of the major spoilers podcast. Zach, Yay. you're going to have to start spelling your name with an X now. That's awesome. X-A-Q. We are post-San Diego Comic-Con, but we've got a lot of talk about, about the San Diego Comic-Con later in the show. We do? Yes, we do. But first, let's get to some news. There's a brand new Cosmos trailer that's arrived. Veronica Mars may get a franchise. Comixology surpasses 180 million downloads. And Max Landis is no longer with Chronicle 2 Superhero Boogaloo. Let's spin that wheel of destiny. See where we land. Max Landis says he's never really been attached to Chronicle 2. Who said he was? 180 million downloads over Comixology. Veronica Mars franchise, maybe in book form. But it lands right there on New Cosmos Trailer Arrives. Who is not a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson? Um, people not alive. People, people, people who are really attached to Pluto, maybe? Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah people who that. think that science lies. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Yeah. Creationists. But, but other than that, but other than <laughs> that I, I can't see anybody who's really, who would really not like. Have you does. seen his tie even, collection? Even if you're a creationist, he's, he's wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. He's wonderful ties. He's got a great uh, podcast that he does uh, every week, video show. Have you guys watched What's that? Called? No, I haven't. It's video? Yeah, yeah, yeah It's mm. pretty cool. Uh, he gets invited on, invites all these other guests to come on and talk science and all this stuff. And mustaches. Uh, but, and he's got a great Twitter feed. <laughs> yes, he yeah. does. He does. And he's got and a, a, new, a new TV series coming this fall. The fox of all places. Uh-huh. Uh, Cosmos. <laughs> the the cradle of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm so surprised because it's hey, like I brought us married with It's going to be right after that's Family true. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Cosmos is coming back. Uh, many of you may, well, maybe not Zach, maybe not Rodrigo. Carl Sagan way back in the way back time ago, mm-hmm. back when light was just reaching uh, the Pluto. outer rim of our solar system. <laughs> what used to be Pluto. Yeah, um, it's uh, still Pluto. It's still there. Uh, it's, not it? like it's not like a not know. Anymore. We may not know. It's a dwarf know. planet. Yeah. We actually we found a couple of other moons. We just, just, we just found a moon around yeah, Neptune. Neptune, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Neptune listeners. Major spoilers includes all things, including science. 
Yes. Uh, but uh, nice. Carl Sagan, uh, Carl Sagan's appeared in, a, in Atomic Robo. Uh-huh. Used to have a great series on PBS called Cosmos mm-hmm. that really examined where our place was in the universe or in the cosmos. Right. Um, oh, I see what they did. Carl Sagan has oh. long departed, but Neil deGrasse Tyson it. has appeared in Action Comics, pointing out where Krypton used to be. Cool. And now he's got uh, he's going to bring Cosmos back, update Cosmos. it, spin it for a whole new era of people. And like I said, on Fox, not on PBS, which is really really weird for me. That is a little surprising. Well, but if you look at if you look at the trailer, like the production, yeah, but on it is like. Really, really intense, and I'm oh, not yeah. saying that PBS couldn't bring that to bear, but I, I mean, obviously, it's the trailer, but it seems like to be very focused on all these awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of CG in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but seems like there may be some Fox. Uh, Nova has that one show that I just love with the mathematician. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to go back and look and see what the name of the series was, but it's like a multi-part series that they did. For Star Nova. Hunter, and it has it has effects that rival this. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure it was very expensive to do. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, man, I think maybe PBS missed out. But, of course, national funding probably plays a big part of this. Oh, sure. Certainly. I mean, the, thing, the, other, the thing is, I mean, I don't know who owns the trademark the for Cosmos. Who owns the, tr- who owns the Cosmos? We may yeah. know. Um, I believe. Transformer, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's uh, Prince Adam of Eternia because <laughs> wow, he's right. one of the masters of the universe. It's <laughs> very true. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who owns it. It could just be that they didn't have access to it. Uh, honestly, it could just be that um, they just lined it up because PBS, although there is kind of a central um, intelligence to it, mm-hmm. uh, it really is a like basically a confederacy of oh, yeah, yeah. of stations i You're, mean every individual station produces what they can and other pbs stations pick it up yeah that's oh, yeah. what you and see stuff you from w- boston w- new york etc is it wbet that's boston yep. uh kcet which is out of los angeles the original cosmos series produced from 1978 to 1979 by los angeles pbs affiliate kcet on a roughly 6.3 million dollar budget here's the thing i'm pretty sure kcet isn't a thing anymore yeah that's probably it so the license or whatever was probably up for grabs and fox Mm. picked it up could have been i think seth mcfarlane is an executive producer he is in 2012 kcet merged with link tv to form a new nonprofit entity called kcet link called linkativity yes Casey Link is hitting. And you said what? You said uh, family Seth guy was, Seth Seth McFarlane is, is involved in this. Yeah, he's a producer. Yeah, he's going to be one of the executive producers. Which, honestly, for all that you can say about Seth MacFarlane's humor, and it is you know occasionally crass and occasionally yeah. not funny, MacFarlane is one of those guys who has at least a point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, for all of the crap that comes out on the Family Guy and the Cleveland Show and like that, the the actual. The the man, the writer, you know, has has a point of view and I think could definitely appreciate this. If you follow his Twitter feed, uh, if you can slide through the points where he's doing Peter Griffin jokes, there's actually some mm-hmm. decent stuff to be had. Uh, so I'm not surprised by that, given know. his relationship with Fox. Yeah, yeah. It's also – we should also point out National Geographic Channel is also involved yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. And they are bringing a, back um, two of the original channel? creators, the two surviving creators, uh, Andrewian and Steven Soder. Uh, oh, we're nice. also producing with McFarland. So. I love sex live Steve- and videotape. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that Steven Soderberg? No. Soder. No. Soter. Mm. 
racist. I did watch Magic Why Mike not? the other day, so. <laughs> did you? Yeah, yeah. Magic I was going to like it, but it was all right. It was better than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to watch it with my girlfriend one night. It was better mm-hmm. than I thought mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. I'm afraid that Kevin Nash will take off his pants, and I don't want <laughs> Man, of all the people that really didn't work out in that movie, he was the one. Well, just, the, thing, the thing about Kevin is Kevin always has that massive upper body and chicken legs, so I'm just afraid to see his chicken legs. Leg but is he pretty – I mean, I know we've deviated from Cosmos, <laughs> but yeah. is, he he's pretty, part of the is he pretty limber guy when he's in the Kevin? ring? Yeah. Yes and no. The thing is, Kevin is 50, 53 years old. Right, right, right. Uh, back in the day when he was young – he could move, but the reason he became a wrestler is because his basketball career was ended by knee injuries. Ah, uh, okay. So, I mean, he's got those well, massive legs, and he's got the knees. He's not like he's not like a leaping around kind of Ray Mysterio. Yeah, okay. Guy. So that that makes a lot of sense because in the movie now, maybe this is just his character, but they do a, the male review thing, and all right. of them are up on the stage dancing and twisting, and he's like so super stiff oh, in yeah. all of his actions. He's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I've got no coordination. I'm just the guy with the huge, you know, yeah. thing. Did we, and did we take into account the fact that he's six foot ten and three hundred and seventy five pounds? I mean, he's doing some of the moves, but I mean, he's not. I mean, even when they like get down to do push-ups in this one scene, it's like he takes his time getting down <laughs> and starts doing push-ups. And then there's another one where they're supposed to. Uh, kind of twist around and he just kind of holds his hands up in the air and stands there and <laughs> is it's he just like, like is he playing an older guy or he plays yeah. his age i think he, he yeah. plays somebody that's late 40s early 50s okay which so. i guess in that scene might be a little old maybe i don't, I know. don't know well anyway. i mean i thought channing tatum was like 22 or something <laughs> i know he's actually pretty good in that movie so. yeah, he's anyway good. back to cosmos i love you man also all right um, I this Kevin looks really Nash good. Is part of the cosmos, yes, he's he made of is. star stuff. <laughs> we are all made of stars. Even <laughs> Rodrigo even, got his head shaved. Even yeah, <laughs> even Channing Tatum's perfect abs are made of stars. What's that? Uh, what's that Channing Tatum song on? Uh, oh, I haven't heard it. Channing Tatum. Ah, you yeah. uh, you're gonna have to watch it. It's on I YouTube no somewhere. The it's on Channing Jimmy Fallon. Tatum song. Uh, I, now the going back to the trailer, <laughs> what I was surprised about is that at the end we don't see uh, Neil turn into a space baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does have the eye though, a giant yeah. eye kind of, yeah, and he's yeah. flying around in a, in some kind of a uh, what was yes. that Disney uh, movie, The Voyager. He's flying around in like a spaceship like uh, that. Yeah. Like Explorers when they had the Tilt-A-Whirl No, thing. no, no, no. Not like that. Oh, it's it's like, it's, uh, what was the one that it also. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. That's what that oh. ship reminded me of when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, Flight I, of the Navigator. But, and that's, a, that's, another, that's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing is that like the, the, the trailer spends a lot of time like showing us this fictional, like even like the blueprints for this fictional spaceship that he's flying around <laughs> yeah. in. And I was like, are we losing focus here of what this is supposed to be about? The from of from the, the get-go. Ha- they, we have to billions establish what vehicle will we be taking around to explore the cosmos. Right, right. In the this, well, in this completely digital world we'll be traveling. Right. I just wanted to like fly around and like shoot the words from Fringe that are like floating around <laughs> all, <laughs> all over <laughs> Boston. It's like Washington, <laughs> D.C. <laughs> I was afraid the lone gunmen were going to leap out. <laughs> Fabric of the Cosmos is the series, the series on Nova that I was thinking about. Mm. Um, nice. done by, um, oh, I don't see his name on here, but, uh, it's, it's really good to check out, uh, nice. as from the, from the science perspective. So lots of good stuff out there. I know a lot of our listeners are science fans. Some of them do science. Some of them used to do real heavy, science. intense science. science. And, uh, I think people might be really in, into this, especially now that we see the Seth MacFarlane connection. Everybody loves Neil deGrasse Tyson. We might, we might see a crossover with the Cleveland show. 
<laughs> or The Simpsons. That'll be the next yeah, one. That'll be announce. the next one. Uh, actually, the Cleveland show got canceled. <laughs> yes, so. it did. So uh, you've got a better chance of seeing Cleveland Well, so did Futurama, with, but they're going to cross over with Simpsons. Yeah, you're going to see a better chance of seeing <laughs> Cleveland cross over with the PJs than... Uh, <laughs> the PJ. You remember the PJs? Uh, what year is it awful. in your head? Man, it is all years. Cross over with <laughs> and I'm sure that's what Neil deGrasse Tyson is doing in that ship, yeah. is he's flying that's through right. all times, to, to all the time. Steven recognizes that time is a mesh. Yeah, is. Ti- space-time it's is fluid. a mesh. It's fluid. And it's fluid. An and, the, and the more gravity you exert, the more time you experience. Did you see the Oh, I must that... be experiencing a lot of time. <laughs> and that's why Steven experiences <laughs> everywhere from 1990 to 2013 at the same time. At the same instant. PJs and everything from 1970 yeah. to 1990. It, it would have had to have been yeah. at least the 90s. It had been in 95, 96, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Interesting. All right, everybody. You can go check out that Cosmos trailer over at Majorspoilers.com and check out a bunch of other news stories. I mean, if you want to find out about the Comixology surpassing 180 million downloads, we've got that story over there. And if you want to find out more about Chronicle 2 and even the lead actors not involved... Uh, with that show anymore. They're going in a Ooh. different direction, according to... Uh, oh, New the, Chronicles. Well, a, As in the footage. lead director from... The lead actor from the first movie, or the yes. one that was cast from... Lead lead actor from the first movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, movie. spoilers, oh, but there's only one of them left. Does, Thanks does, a lot, Zach. I said spoilers. Wait, wait. so is this the one with... Um, that has... Um, that Scottish guy playing a satyr... Type guy, no, like, oh. a, like a Passover Seder. You're thinking of like the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm no, talking no, about. No, no. Because no. no. I was I was following up until Prince Caspian, and then I just like I <laughs> that just one wasn't that one wasn't very good. No. no, no, no. I still haven't seen Dawn Treader. Neither have I. I haven't even finished reading the book. No. So, all right, listeners, thank you so much. And hey, if you want to get in on this, the major spoilers VIP section, it's already there. We've had a couple people sign up through the VIP section. Uh, for those of you that are already recurring members, I'll start to migrate you guys over in the next couple of weeks. But if you want to go and sign up, you can do that over at members.majorspoilers.com. We've got uh, a bonus track episode up there for you now. We're going to start putting a bunch of exclusive artwork from Critical Hit up there as we record stuff. And um, bah, bah, bah. oh, I think we're going to be doing some other stuff for our $10 a month members uh, over on Google Hangouts. So uh, be looking for that in the future. Go ahead and sign up now. A lot of people are doing it. Like I said, a couple of people have gotten in. A lot of people are asking, when can we get in and access that? Give it a couple of weeks. Uh, and I should have everybody migrated in. I'm going to do a couple of tests to make sure that the correct data gets migrated over. And then we'll bring in our um, $10, 5 and $2 a month members in that order. So should be good times. Woot. Nice. That's what I say, woot. And, and speaking of woot, I say woot every day when I see emails from our, our listeners. Yeah. I thought you were saying poop. I say it when I go to splashwoot.com <laughs> and look at our t-shirts. Uh, Slashloot.com is a great place to get some critical hit t-shirts. And uh, I just want to thank everybody who's uh, helping us uh, continue with this. I mean, part of what happened over the Comic-Con weekend is due in part to our uh, to our to our fans, to listeners like you, to people who come to the website and say, hey, I want to see this kind of stuff continue, because I guarantee you we wouldn't have had the San Diego Comic-Con coverage that we did if it hadn't been for fine people like you. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. And hey, spread the word. Let some other people know about Major Spoilers, the Major Spoilers Podcast, Critical Hit, all that good stuff in the Major Spoilers mm-hmm. Podcast Network, because without your help, we cannot grow, and we thank you for your support. Dang, well, I'll tell you what. Let us do some reviews. Reviews. So I said last week. You don't even week, need me to sing. You sang it yourself. I know I week. did. I'm so excited. It's the it's because uh, the delay 
But he was actually trying to harmonize with you, Matthew. Yes. Awesome. Um, Wait, delays don't work that way. <laughs> I, I kind of teased it last Unless week. I'm, I'm pretty excited about talking about the extraordinary adventures of Adele Blancsac, which is a uh, French movie directed by Luc Besson, uh, the guy who did uh, Fifth Element. Uh-huh. So if oh, you really wow. dig his style, I mean, he's been making movies for a long time. Um, most people recognize his name from that. But he took a, uh, a comic book, a French comic book, and adapted it. And, and, the, and the tale that's uh, included on the DVD uh, talks about how, uh, I think it's Besson is how you say his name, or Benson. I'll just call him Benson. Besson. 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 And actually, the, the thing is pronounced he, $8 blank check. He um, went to approach the creator and said, hey, I would like to turn this into a movie. And the creator was like, well, another studio has already picked this up. Sorry. And like eight years went by. And he said nothing was going on with this. So he just wrote up like a 15-page treatment or something, took it over to the guy and said, hey, are you still making the movie? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, here, read this. And the guy was like, oh, this is wonderful. You've captured so much of what's in the comic. And I think this will ah, be a great translation. Ah, c'est magnifique. Probably. Je flippe du flap de Boeing for So um, Adele is kind of this, she's kind of like a cross between Indiana Jones and Tintin is mm-hmm. the best way to do it. Because she's a, uh, she's a novelist. She writes. Uh, she works for a newspaper and writes stories about these fantastic adventures, and her newspaper will often send her off on specific destinations so she can have an adventure and come back and tell the story to the readers. And this takes place in, like, the early 1900s. Um, Industrial Revolution is in full force. Uh, all this is going on. Um, and the story picks up with her finding this mummy and thinking it's this pharaoh and wanting to bring it back to Paris. Great action sequences throughout. And we find out that the reason why she's trying to smuggle this uh, mummy out of Egypt is so that she can cure her ailing sister. And she wants to bring this mummy back to life. The only person who can bring the mummy back to life is a professor in, in uh, Paris. And he's got some magical power to, to resurrect things. And he uses his mind energy, the harmonies of the universe, and he actually... Uh, resurrects uh, before she gets back to Paris a pterodactyl. And so there's a pterodactyl awesome. flying around Paris, terrorizing the streets of Paris. Of, uh, Paris. Uh, and all the while, uh, the, the pterodactyl kills um, like a prefect or a mayor or, some, or somebody important, somebody in, in government. And so the old man is thrown into prison and she's trying to break the old guy out of prison. The mummy comes to life because of this guy's powers. By the end of the movie, there's mummies running around the streets of Paris. Uh, pterodactyl. She's flying around on a pterodactyl. Nice. She's saving her sister. She's falling in love. It's such a great little story. <laughs> this is out, I think, in another month or two from Shout Factory uh, at shoutfactory.com. Uh, it's a great movie. It's full of visual effects. It's got a great story. It does kind of drag in one spot. It probably could have about 20 minutes taken out. But according to the creator, um, he's adapting two different comic books that he's done. Mm -hmm. And he says that he's done a really faithful adaptation of the comics. I went online and looked for pages from the comic. And sure enough, the pages line up exactly to some things that are on the scene on the screen. Uh, So it's it's really a fun movie. Now, I don't mind watching a movie with subtitles. Mm -hmm. Some people might have a problem watching movies with subtitles. So. Uh, and I'm guessing it's Shout Factory that did this, but they did uh, voiceover. They just, you know, 
bad lip syncing is, is oh. what it turns out oh. to be. Oh. And the voices that they have cast don't quite sound like the people that you see on the screen. Right. So it's, it's a bad vo- it, to me, it's a bad voiceover. Um, it's almost like when you watch an anime that's poorly done. Right, right. And you're like, well, that voice doesn't really match yeah. that character. That's kind of what happens here. I watched about five, maybe ten minutes of the movie with the English dub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, please tell me that there is a French version with the English subtitles. And I had to switch it over to that. And the movie was much better from there on out. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give this a ding for a poor dub translation it even sounds like they recorded it in a very echoey room at times um maybe it gets better i don't know but i just i had to pass on the english translation and and watch it with the french with the uh with the uh, subtitles but the adventures the extraordinary adventures of adele blancsec uh really really good like i said it comes out in a month on blu-ray from shout factory you can pre-order it now i know in the most recent previews that were due last week they had a um you could have bought it through your previews through your local comic shop. You can, I think, pre-order it right now on Amazon. I say pick it up because it is a uh, it's a great little movie, especially if you like that kind of fantasy adventure type stuff and you like Luc Besson's work. Um, it, it, it's well worth the uh, the investment. I'm giving it... What else would I know him from? Fifth Element is the, the main place that you would know him from. His follow-up film after that was Crap and a Crap Crap. Um, oh, that was a good I love one. that one. That was a yeah, good you one. may remember that. I think he's done... Oh, he did Leon the Professional. So oh, if you remember seeing that one... Not really. I remember seeing the You've name. never seen Leon the Professional? Is that the one with a, like a Leon. tiny little yes. Queen Amidala in it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen bits of it. He has also done uh, Taken 2. <laughs> he did the Transporter series. He's been in the Transporter films. Uh, as a as a writer on that, uh, as far as directing, <laughs> he was the car in the transporter. Too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> transporters too dark of the moon. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, if you've seen the movie Arthur and the Invisibles, which is a great children's series, he if he was the uh, director of that. Um, no. no, okay. Fifth Element, I think, and Leon the Professional are the ones that people know him the most from. La Femme Nikita. Mm, so. I know that name. Mm. Did that have uh, Bridget Fonda in it? Probably. So, uh, Four Slices of Meatloaf. Go check it out. Definitely. Yes. Uh, I know it'll be up on the um, the iTunes. Uh, so, definitely get it from there. The behind-the-scenes stuff is pretty interesting to check out as well. So, All right, Matthew, what have you got? A couple of weeks ago, I dun, took dun, a let dun, dun, look dun. at uh, X-Files Season 10 Number 1. Indeed. had some creepy cult. And now you're going to take a look at Issue 2 for us. Issue Number 2. And... It opens with a gorgeous, gorgeous cover, and it's a, it's a cover that makes me happy, in a way, with Agent Mulder standing in Arlington National Cemetery and the ghosts of the lone gunman floating above his head in heroic glory. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but they, like, died or something somewhere. Yeah, they died in the I didn't, movie. I, I have not seen either the second X-Files movie or most of the last season with Liquid Metal Guy. So I am picking this up out of curiosity to see, based on Stephen's review of number one, which made it sound interesting. Um, this issue picks up in a very X-Files fashion, which means it's in the middle of a woohoo, and I have no context for what's going on. So we open with something strange going on in a strange place in, in Alaska, and all of a sudden a guy walks up and says, Agent John Doggett, FBI. And I'm like, hey – 
I have seen young John Connor. And then we go through something strange and something happens to him and I don't know. But then the happiness comes back in and that Agent Mulder is also somehow been dragged back into all of this. I believe in the second movie, Mulder and Scully were off living together somewhere. Yeah, and that's how they yeah. are in this movie, husband and wife. Yeah. They have actually pulled Mulder back in to try and help figure out this latest thing while Scully has somehow been kidnapped. But the issue goes along and we set up you know, the depth of what's going on. Scully's having flashbacks to the baby that she may or may not have had way, way back in like season one of The X-Files. When she was abducted by the aliens and she was uh, harvested or something. There are parts here that I am unfamiliar with, so I'm going to go with that. But then I'm going, okay, this is an interesting issue. I'm, the likenesses are good. I'm a little concerned that Scully and, and Mulder have not aged 13 years in the 13 years since we've seen them last. But it doesn't take thir- – this doesn't, this doesn't take place 13 years later. Really? I know. And it's is one it, of those is things Is it 2003 in the book? I think so. Nice. Hmm. I don't know it's, that it's, it's actually it's at most It's at most five it's or like six years. People later. are like shooting at them and they're like commenting on how there probably <laughs> will never be a black president. Of course it's it's of course it's uh <laughs> of course it's uh uh comic books. Right. So right. you know, you're not gonna draw in all the wrinkly mm-hmm. faces. True, true. Not like Mulder's gonna think... have gray hair and walk with a stoop and complain about his cardigan with a whole My name is David Ducamp. No, I mean Fox Mulder. Californication <laughs> I think what it is is it's one of those things where we are just subtly meant to believe that these things happened and they happened a while ago, and that's fine. We're on that sliding comic book time scale. And we get to the point where Mulder finds a clue, and the clue is a folder from the late lamented lone gunman. Wait a minute. A folder for Mulder? A folder for Mulder. Mulder. It's like a file. (laughs) A Mulder folder. And he's not any older? (laughs) <laughs> the Mulder, the Mulder folder, he's not any older, but he is much bolder because he goes straight to the cemetery to see if their corpses are colder. <laughs> and he digs up the lone gunman. Wow. Well, it's actually a fascinating And what does he find inside digging, the grave? A boulder? He's digging down to a grave, and then a guy shows up, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, this isn't what it looks like. And the guy turns out to be Fro Hickey. Of the lone gunman, the little uh, bald guy. And inside the grave is a stairway down into a secret underground bunker. And guess who's not dead, boys? The lone gunman? Mulder. That's a good guess. No, the lone gunmen aren't dead. That right there earned this an entire star. Bringing the lone gunman... (laughs) The best part is they, they completely hand wave it. He's like, yeah, we never thought it would be so hard to be dead. These paranoid guys faked their own death. That is the official story, and we're sticking to it. Well, this I mean, is it also- is written by Chris Carter, so it would be oh, canon. Yep. So Mulder has hooked up with the lone gunman, the only men crazy enough to help him with his plan. And Agent Doggett has disappeared, and no one knows where Scully is. And at the end of the issue, somebody says, hey, how did you know to come find Mulder? And we cut to a pack of Morley cigarettes and a man walking away into the shadows. And it's a really, really cool kind of ending. And I'm like, oh, crap. They're going to make me buy an X-Files comic. Um, based, just, just based on what we got here, I started out confused, which does happen with an X-Files story. Art, the art went a long way towards making things a little smoother for me. 
it's not I mean it's not like photorealistic super photorealistic art but it's clear who's who it's clear that this is Agent Mulder he doesn't necessarily look like David Duchovny all the way through but somehow he always manages to look like Agent Mulder and as I said the resurrection gives them a full star bringing us up to a whopping four slices of meatloaf and or star-shaped meatloaf I'm mixing my metaphors for X-Files season 10, number two, as someone who enjoyed the first seven seasons of X-Files quite a bit and then kind of dropped out. I didn't expect this to pull me back in, but it actually did. It's, it's pretty good stuff. Cool. I can't wait to pick it up. Black Uzi meatloaf. Yeah. yeah, Black (laughs) Uzi meatloaf. No, it's black Mm. helicopter meatloaf. Mm. Mm. All right. That is out this week, right? Or is that out last week? Uzi's black. I believe it's out yesterday or today. All right. From IDW Publishing, go check it out. Three ninety nine on that. Rodrigo. Hello. It's time to check in with our weekly Dark Horse pick. What have, <laughs> what have you got for us? I've done stuff not by Dark Horse No, before. no, no. But I mean, every week, it uh, doesn't matter. We have a Dark Horse title in our review probably for the last, I don't know, six or seven weeks now. Years. That's right. The... The magical uh, phrase there being review copies. Because <laughs> uh, it's nice. Seriously, uh, yeah. we get review copies, and publishers, if you want us to review your stuff, submission at majorspoilers.com. Yep. Uh, we get a lot of stuff in. We can't always review everything, uh, but uh, but we try. Yep. So um, I'm looking at Akanero number three. This is the... Uh, <laughs> is it the prequel to Sharknado? Yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, Red Riding Hood manga tale. Yep, this okay. is the the Japanese Red Riding Hood mashup. Uh the it's Japanese been, word for red being aka. Right. Um it's been uh pretty good so far and basically it everything that was plot relevant happened last issue. Right. So this issue is essentially a giant like the giant decisive battle uh, at the end. Is this only a three issue series or I think so. Okay. I don't unless it's on like this is clearly the end of an arc. If it's an ongoing, which I don't think it is. Um Oh, I don't think Then it's we'll pick up from here, but yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the end of it. Uh if there's another issue after this, I don't know what they're going to do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, this is all one big fight, which makes it a little bit less interesting to me. But everything gets resolved, you know, right down to... It's basically a big fight, and then, like, the denouement. Right. You know, just You familiar with that word, Zach? Yes. It's from the French. Yep. It's from, uh... Adele Blanc-Sac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Um... I, I mean, it's... It's nice. So you get, this, you get I a, mean, what? I mean, uh, Huntsman comes in, saves the day kind of issue, or? Well, no. Sort of. Uh, Without getting into too many spoilers, since this is uh, one of the prereqs from Dark Horse. Uh, yeah, don't but, reveal all the spoilers. Right. Uh, so, last issue, um, our protagonist realizes that she's been fooled by the shape shifting wolf demons. And basically goes uh, berserk on them. And um, then, like, the boss demon shows up. Ah. And she's going to need all the help she can get. So, basically, this has been set up as, like, you have the demons, you have the hunters, mm-hmm. and you have, like, the uh, like this kind of shaman people. Yeah, yeah. And 
neither one of them like the demons, but they also don't like each other. And like, there's a lot of tension. And this girl kind of straddles both mm-hmm. um, tribes, basically. So she kind of has to try and get everyone together at the same time. Cool. And um, so, I mean, the art hasn't changed. It's still, you know, if you were into like the weird monster demons before, then you'll be into this. Um, the characters still look pretty weird, but I mean, that's on purpose. Um, it's it's funny that they just like s- straight up talk about like that demons basically turn into power crystals when they die because yeah, yeah. this is supposed to be a video game tie-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting to see them just like <laughs> shamelessly verbalize that. I mean, it's nice. Do they get to a save point at least in some point in the story? No, <laughs> but uh, but you can see that if you walk far enough, like there's just like a, a mat. Right, right, right. <laughs> you oh. can't get any farther than those yeah. trees. <laughs> Now, actually, this whole thing takes place in an island, so that that yeah, actually that does, yeah, make, it. It actually does <laughs> okay. make sense that way. So, uh, altogether, I'll probably I'll give this one three and a half slices of meatloaf. It's been a good ride. I've enjoyed it. This one, I mean, it wasn't there wasn't anything bad about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it was just kind of like one giant fight. The final boss shows up, um, without without almost any ceremony. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm here to fight. Uh, so that was a little disappointing, but again, uh, this whole thing has been set up from the beginning, so it, uh, it was actually pretty enjoyable. Cool, 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 cool. That happens in Japan if you watch the, you know, the Super Sentai. Yeah, the bad uh, guy just shows up. I am here to fight. You, you were saying earlier, Rodrigo has shaved his head and trimmed up his beard, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know if that works right. You know, if you shaved it and you just left the the goatee part, which is which is what I was thinking about. You, you could look like. Walter the White. Mexican version of Walter White. Totally. Because I'm sitting here as yeah. you're talking and everything, and I'm just like, holy Walter crap, Blanco. just put on a black hat, That'd be awesome. and you would be the Mexican Walter White. They, right. were, they were selling those hats at well, Comic-Con. Walter oh, Blanco. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Walter Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. We've already got a uh, fake uh, Robert Kirkman on our staff. So yeah, that's a, true. Uh, uh, fake <laughs> Walter Blanco would be great. Yep. All right, Zach, it is up to you to wrap us up Woo! with a title from a publisher. Marvel. From Marvel. Yay, Zach. That's me. <laughs> That's me. I'm going to talk about comics. Hey, uh, how long have you been reading this Ultimate Comic Spider-Man? Hey, I read the first 15 issues and haven't read the last 10. Oh, okay. Because I, in the Ultimate Comics yeah. Spider-Man, I think I was in for like... First five or six issues, and I kind of got lost. You know, I just kind of lost interest yeah. in it because mm-hmm. of what happened with Ultimatum. And then when they introduced Miles Morales, I think I was in for like two or three issues, maybe two issues. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I'm out. I liked you know. it. I read it 15, and then they were going to do like a couple point ones. And I was like, I don't want to read a point ones. And then oh, I just yeah. never picked it back up. Did, again. You, did you read through the crossovers with. The most recent one with, uh, with Galactus? No, no, no. I meant with like. No, that's not out yet. 616 oh. Spider Man. Oh, the Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. cool. So pick us up with issue 25. So 25... Out last week, right? Uh, yes. 25 picks up at a point where some very serious stuff has happened in Miles' life. And this is one of those issues where that, where that... No. Uh, where that previously page on Marvel Comics comes very handy. Train of thought. Boom. You were talking Boom. about how helpful yes. this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I picked this issue up because at Comic Con, there people uh, on a, the Ultimate Marvel Universe panel. There's kind of hints at Galactus might eat Earth. The Ultimate Universe might be wrapping up. Right. 
this is the only title I'm reading from. I was at any point reading from the Ultimate Universe. I said, hey, let's pick this up, see what happens. And it's coming however long and see if this ends. So issue 25 picks up at a point where it's a year after I left the title. Uh, Miles had a fight with Venom. Okay. Uh, at that point, uh, his mom died. And his dad found out he was uh, Spider-Man, which right. is a big deal because he's very anti-mutant yeah, 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 person. Yeah. Okay, so that's where we are. He hasn't been Spider-Man since his mom died, and a restaurant just kind of got attacked when he was there with his dad, and he decided to do nothing, and Gwen Stacy slapped him. And so he's kind of recovering from all of that. Okay. That's the stage for this issue, which is a lot to kind of ingest if you haven't been reading the title, but... With the previously page and the dialogue from Bendis in this issue, you still kind of feel the emotional weight of what Miles is struggling through to find out what he should be doing at this young age and trying to cope with the responsibilities of protecting a city. Sure. And that's great. And you have great moments from um, Miles and his roommates and this girl he's apparently having a thing with that I've never seen before. (laughs) Uh, so that's uh, also what's, uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't think they actually ever say it. I'm pretty sure she's only on for about three pages, and I'm fairly sure they. Milagro. She has uh, kind of what in or something like Ramona like style kind of hair where it's red, so that's cool. Ramona we'll call her Ramona style? for a minute. Uh, let's, let's call her Ramona. Okay, what's not? Some new. Uh, uh, super uh, teenagers are on the scene in New York City because some experiments for some mischievous uh, corporation has been experimenting on teens again. Some some new teens are in there. And they're kind of wrecking the city. Is and it a brand corporation? No, it looked like it's an Oscorp. Crap, no, it's like it Exxon. Oh, Roxxon. Roxxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, we're dead. Oh, are we dead? We're all gonna die. Are That's they bad? Are they bad peoples? <laughs> Roxxon, yeah. yeah. and the 616 they're even bad too I don't know how bad they are in the ultimate universe I guess they're the ultimate Roxxon so yeah yes. so it's probably actually amplified. they're rocks off yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> gross Cloak and Dagger are the uh, 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 the teens that are uh, really yep ultimate Cloak and Dagger yep they got apparently from what it seemed with the uh, dialogue with the mad scientist who starts fighting the Tesser powers they stole them on a prom night out of a limo did some experiments and now they're all like whoosh whoosh dark matter and light photons and they freaked out they joined the army and now they're professional killers but now they don't really it seems like they don't want to happen uh, uh, spider woman comes and talks to miles man like, hey you should like act up and do what Peter wanted you, would want you to do and be Spider-Man and use the responsibility of your powers and protect New York City. Last panel. Splash page. Miles in his costume with Spider-Woman behind him slinging webs going across New York City. It was a really good issue. Even if you haven't been reading the series, I think it still holds up, but I'm sure that if you had read the previous issues before this, it was probably even better. So I'm actually going to go back and read not all of the issues that I've missed, but the Venom Wars yeah. section where all the the heavy hitting happens. And I'm going to get caught up, and I'm going to keep reading this because I remember how much I like Miles and his character. How good is the uh, David Marquez art? Because I think one of the things that... Nothing against, uh, was it Sarah Pacelli? Sarah Pacelli's art? 
you know, she just had a very she's a she's a manga style, style yeah. that was just didn't work for me a lot of the times. But how's uh, Marquez on this? I think it's good. I think he captures. I mean, the design that she had from like issue one, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's a big uh, jump in the art from hers to David's. Okay, but I think it. I think it's really good still. But I liked her art, so maybe you won't. Like his? Well, I'm looking right now online to see if I can find any pictures of Ultimate Cloak and Dagger. And oh, here, here. Yeah, Let no, me. this is this is cool. You see him? Yeah, yeah, no, this is cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like I'd it. probably give this a chance. I'd probably give this a shot. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back and pick up the Venom Wars, and I think there's been an issue or two since Venom Wars ended going into okay. this. So are they for sure gonna wrap up six one six, or is Bendis still saying, "Oh no, it's not Ultimate? going anywhere"? I mean, yeah, well, Ultimate Universe. I don't know. They I mean, it seemed like, book, yeah, I mean, they want us to read whatever Galactus uh, mini is coming okay, and then see what he eats the world. I mean, they said he's coming to eat the world and all the characters in the Ultimate Universe are going to have to make a decision whether they want to save 616 or Ultimate is the way I interpreted uh, what they were saying. Okay. And that that reveal at the end of Spider-Man with uh, Peter seeing uh, <laughs> the Miles character in the 616, mm-hmm. like that will start like taking form over okay. time. All right. This is a good title. I would give it three and a half slices of meatloaf. It's good stuff. All right. I'm going to go check it out. Spider-Man's. Spider-Man's. All right. Spider-Man. Cool. 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 Spider-Man. Listeners, you can uh, go over to majorspoilers.com. You can check out a bunch of reviews, including the new Aphrodite nine, number three, right? Matthew, is that what people want to yeah. check out? Aphrodite X is how that's pronounced. I believe a uh, bunch of reviews over there. Majorspoilers.com. Yes. It was a good weekend for us. Yeah, and while you're over there, if you want, if you're going to be buying something in the anytime near future, today, tomorrow, next week, oh, man. You know this uh, Coinstar thing at the yeah. Dillon's? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, if you want to cash out, they take like 10 cents of every dollar. Yeah. Really? But if you Thanks. don't want to cash completely out, you can get it in the form of an Amazon coupon. Oh. oh. So, yeah. An Amazon coupon. I like that. I've got a big old huge Amazon coupon ready to be spent, and I'm going to go over to Amazon.com through the Major Spoilers link and oh. buy some stuff there. I've got a new quadcopter that I've been flying around. Oh, I saw that. Over did you see the shots that I did? You see the video that I did? No, but I just saw the box outside. Oh, okay. Been flying that around for a week or so. Awesome. I got to get a new some new propellers. Cool. So that'll be part. I was of actually going to bring that up in Zach on film. Quad oh. shots. Okay, sure, we can do that. Cool. We can do that, but uh, listeners, you can click on that Amazon.com link at Majorspoilers.com. Buy away, whether you're buying a new quadcopter or a new GoPro camera or whatever that you need to go and spy on your neighbors. Not that I'm spying on my neighbors. You click on that link, you make your purchase, it costs the same amount of money, just a little bit comes our way, and every little bit helps keep this ship afloat. So thank you so much, Amazon.com. Word. All right. When the reviews are done. What about that? Do you know what happens when the reviews are done? I usually talk about an Amazon ad at that point. You totally did. Yes, and I did. And then what happens? Then I get ready for a break. It's time. Wait, we have a break? Uh, coming up in a little bit. After oh, we do the major time. spoilers poll of the week. Oh. <laughs> oh. Boom. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) And the innocent bystanders who have to hear us do this every week. 
<laughs> Get ready for the major spoilers poll of the week, 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 week. So, and uh, if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. Pull list. Yeah, pull list. So uh, the, the thing is, I've got a, I've got some uh, books that are on my regular pull list where regardless of what they are, mm-hmm. I tell them to just pull and pick them up because I'm going to get them all the time. Um, but then a lot of times I still go through the previews catalog and say, hey, add this, add this on, add this on, add this on. And uh, over the last couple of years, the person that I go through for my comics has been going, oh, you've been taking a lot of things off your pull list. Everything going okay? And it's just like, yeah, I'm, you know, going over to digital or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it freaks him out because it, at one point the guy joked that I was putting his kids through college. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But the, the, the orders were due this uh, past Friday, and I know a lot of people probably missed that deadline because of Comic-Con. But it got me thinking, do you have a pull list at your comic book store? And if so, how many, how many books do you have on that on a regular basis? So that's where we got our pull of the week. I'll start off and say generally on my pull list I have between 11 – and 20 books, usually the Batman titles. Um, and some of those I've even yanked off over the last couple of years. Flash is always on there. Wonder Woman is on there. Um, Atomic Robo is on there. Morning Glories is on there. Um, Saga? No, Saga's not on my pull list. Lock and Key? Lock and Key is on my pull list. That's about it on my pull list. So between 11 and 20 titles that I have on my pull list... And that's going to get, that's going to, over the next couple of, well, obviously Lock and Key ends this year. Mm -hmm. So that's going to go off the list. Witchblade, I told them to take off the list a couple of years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But my list just keeps dwindling because there's just titles that it's just like, eh, if I want to read it, I'll read it digitally or I'm really not interested in that, in that series anymore. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Rodrigo? Have you ever had a pull list? I know you don't have one now. I, I don't, I've never had a pull list because like the closest thing I had was actually being subscribed to oh, books right, right. and have mm-hmm. them delivered to my house. Right. right. Um, but no, I've Came never... Little brown sleeves. Yep, I've never... Um, and, you know, anytime they'd get canceled, they'd just switch me over yeah, to some other random up. book, which happened all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, my Heroes for Hire subscription took me through, like, an Avengers spinoff and then, like, an X-Men spinoff <laughs> <laughs> um, because, like, all three of those got, yeah, canceled, got canceled at some point. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have a pull list because I'm I'm actually not following a lot of like the the big two titles, right? Which is generally what you find at our Hastings, which does do pull lists, I believe. Yeah, they do, they do, do. pull lists there, um, do, do. which is which is nice. But um, no, my pull list is l- my you know we, I joked about it before, but my pull list largely consists of. This stuff that Image and Dark Horse sends us yeah, yeah, yeah. as review copies. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's mm-hmm. basically what I'm reading. Plus, you know, whatever indie stuff is, right, right. is coming our way. Yeah, and well, and since uh, somebody somebody said, "Oh, you should have specified whether you wanted a regular physical copy pull list or a digital pull list." Doesn't make any difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull list I is mean, a pull list. Yeah, if you're if there's stuff that you're getting through, uh, yeah, auto orders through Comixology. Yep, I've got that down. I've got two on that. So that I'm testing out. So. Zach, what about you? Do you have a pull list over at the uh, at the Hastings? I do not have a pull list at the Hastings. The closest I'll most likely ever get to a pull list will be Comixology, and I haven't set that up have you, yet. You haven't set one up. I yet. haven't set it up yet because I'm you lazy have to go through and the I main think I'm the main side. I've yeah. remember my login stuff, and I don't always remember my login stuff because it's always automatic on my iPad. Uh, but I'm planning on probably getting a couple things on there. I'm really hesitant 
on putting uh, an account onto something that's just going to charge me every month, even if I forget right, about right, it or right, not. Right. And so if I know if I don't get that, I can just remember it when I see the uh, the solicits for the week and go download it on Wednesday because I'll forget about it and I'll end up getting charged forever until I remember that it's still I think going that's kind of what they want you to oh, do. Oh, yeah, I'm that's, sure. That's the point. But I would be doing titles that I would be downloading anyway, like uh, Daredevil and Chew and Skull Kickers and Morning Glories and Chew like a couple, like, there'd probably be about five at most once I set that up. Okay. I do. Cool. Yeah, I'm testing it out. I guess I got the notification that one of my books was ready and I still haven't gone from last week and I haven't gone oh, to yeah. download it yet. So, anyway. Matthew, what about you? How many titles do you have on your pull list at Gatekeeper Comics and uh, at Gatekeeper Hobbies? As of Sunday, it is 48. Wow. Well, I I read a lot of books, and one of the things that you'll find— Wow, down to 48? That's like a pull scroll. Yeah, Yeah, I'm down to 48. At my peak, I would run—I never broke three digits, but at my peak, I would run in the 60s and 70s because there are books that I read— and then there are books that I follow, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess, for lack of a better word. I read uh, the first three issues of Birds of Prey, and I didn't drop it from my pull list until issue 21. And here is something very important that I want to make clear about pull lists, and I'm standing on a soapbox right now. When you have a pull list, Better you have entered into <laughs> – I'm cool. Yeah, an, I can an agreement. Yeah, yeah. I was You've entered you. into an unspoken agreement that says that I am going to pay for these titles. Yes. The store has bought them for you. Right. So I bought Birds of Prey 4 through 21. I just haven't sat down and read them yet. And when I finally dropped Birds of Prey, I made sure it would be at the end of an arc. So that, you know, that would be a nice painless slice and then I would stop having Birds of Prey in my pull list and it wouldn't be a thing. Right. But, you know, the boss knowing where I am makes my pull list problematic if I break the rules. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a question. Are are pull uh lists – you know, I know that there is a huge advantage – to a comic book shop, uh, having a pull list and doing these auto orders for their people so that whenever they come in, they're guaranteed to have the latest mm-hmm. XYZ comic. Um, yeah. But is a pull list kind of a – is it more of a chore and a hassle? Is it really worth it for a comic shop? Because you know sometimes you'll buy – and I was this way whenever – before I found my shop in Salina where I'd be coming mm-hmm. to Topeka like once every other month. And mm-hmm. so when you guys were pulling stuff – there would be like three months' worth of comics there waiting for me to pick up. That's got to be a burden on the store because you're waiting and hoping that I actually show back up Mm -hmm. and pick up those comics that you've already ordered. And one of my major duties at the store handling back issues is the boss – well, every every Wednesday, Jim and Chris hit the back issue bins, pull things off the wall, give me a stack of comics that need to be tagged and bagged. The boss will occasionally call the pull lists – and give me a stack of comics that somebody has had in their pull list for sometimes as much as 18 months yeah, yeah. without buying them. And he's like, okay, we need, to, we need to get these out and get them sold. So it's one of those – honestly, it's one of those things where it's kind of a mixed bag. Someone who is really going to abuse the pull list, and those people exist, and I understand that those people exist. If someone is going to you know, order books that they're not going to buy – that's going to happen. And I mean, it happens probably 10% of the time where a pull list just goes, but the people who have the pull list and use it correctly, 
actually, I think, in the long run, mean more business for the store because let's say Zach is like, ah, oh, I want to read Saga. And we pull all the Saga. And Zach's like, I also want to read Buffy and Angel. Zach, six months down the line, realizes he's been getting and paying for these Buffy and Angel books that he didn't necessarily know that he wanted to read. So he drops Buffy and Angel. Right. But for six months, Zach bought that book. Yeah, right, right. Whether, right. whether he knew it or not. <laughs> so right. It it is kind of um, it's a mixed bag. It's like you know, like you're pointing out with uh, comicsology, the expectation that you might forget about part of it is also part of the reason you know that a pull list works in these stores. There are people who come in and say, "I don't want this anymore." Mm-hmm. Those people are called jerks. But there are also enough people who go, "Oh, I didn't know I was going to get this, but I'll go ahead and buy it today." Right. Right. And then they buy it and they love it. And then, you know, you go from that Buffy and Angel to reading Angel and Faith and all the Buffy tie-in books and your, your Spikes and your Cordelias and whoever. How, how, often, how often does he come in and, and call that people who haven't uh, bought anything? I would say I get an average of two pull lists every six weeks. Oh, okay. And usually... And how far his, back do those go? Three months, a month? It depends. Usually his cutoff is about 25 books. So oh, okay. if you're only following two titles, that 25 books can take damn near a year. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll admit it. My pull list is way behind. I haven't bought a whole, all of the comics in my pull list. But again, A, the boss knows where my money is. And B, I go in and I say, I know how much I have to pay. Here's $100 towards it. Here's $50 towards it. Here's whatever it is. You know, right now it would cost me about three hundred dollars to clear out everything that's in my pull list. Mm, okay, and I'll you know I'll get to the point around Christmas where it's all cleared out, and then for three months I won't have any money. Yeah, it'll build up again. You know, it's the circle of life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the commenters said I don't have a pull list here in Foreignville. It's difficult to get a hold of comics in the original English, so I tend to stick to Comicsology. Uh, for me, it would probably have to be more an actual list if it was closer to a brick. And, if I was closer to a brick and mortar sh- shop. Um, Matt says, I've never had a pull list. I never stuck with anything long enough to warn it. I'm just a show up and grab whatever looks good kind of guy. Um, I'm fairly new to comics, so I don't have a pull list. I usually get comics from the quarter bin. Uh, I hate pulling stuff on my pull list and then committing to it. Or, I'm sorry, I hate putting stuff on my pull list and committing to it. So I only ever add stuff that I have to have. Um, I don't have a pull list. Uh, I was picking up close to 50 plus books. And then now I've given it up completely. So a lot of people in the comics se- uh, comment section saying, I don't have a pull list. Mm-hmm. And understandable. I mean, if you don't have a comic shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really. You funny. don't have a pull list. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I know that there are some other uh, stores who probably should be advertising us like uh, DCB Service mm-hmm. or DCB Comics. Um, you can do a pull list with them and they'll ship that mm-hmm. out to you every week. But. How did the how did the uh, major spoilers nation vote so far? The faithful spoilerites. I'm showing 161 votes, 40 percent, and I expected this to be a bigger saying. I don't have a pull list. Really, I, um, I expected at least my large. The area that I thought was going to be largest was the one to five. Now I figured 50 50. A lot of people are afraid to commit to a pull list because a pull list is, I mean, you're dating exclusively with your comic store, and. <laughs> But yeah, I going steady. Be, yeah, I expected fifty fifty. So um fifteen percent saying one to five, seventeen percent six to ten, fifteen percent eleven to twenty. That that I mean that breakup is really close. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, 
11% saying 20 to 40 books. And just a few folks in my rarefied air where, you know, let's be honest, I work at the comic store to buy comics. Yeah. So my pull list can equal, but right. not, not, <laughs> not exceed the number the of hours of that you that work. work. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, I, I make X amount of money per week. I need to make sure that my pull list is that or lower. You work it out monthly, and I take home, let's see, $2 an hour plus tips. And the last tip I got was buy IBM at $145. Uh, carry the one. I make $11 a month, so I can buy – and comics, comics are $0.10 cents now. So you can buy one comic a month? $0.12 cents now. Yeah, you, this is the thing, though. In our lifetime, Stephen, comic hmm. books have gone from costing $0.12 cents to costing an average of $3.50. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, granted, we're in our early 40s, but that kind of inflation over four decades is just phenomenal. That's uh, you know, but I think, you know, it probably I'd have to run some numbers. I would I a wouldn't lot, be surprised if a it lot follows of, the trend a lot of, of small commodities. Of, yeah. Yeah. Candy bars. Right. Soda, stuff like it's that. True. It's probably gone up that same, soda, same way. Soda was a nickel when I was a kid. I'd buy a knee high mm. from the machine and the guy would you'd have to click it on the little thing. Was the bottle really a knee high? Well, it what depends on mean? how tall you are. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, <laughs> listeners, we want you to head over to Majorspoilers.com. We want you to Maybe vote the bottle isn't the only our thing poll, that's high. poll of the week, our Hello. poll list of the week. <laughs> our poll list of the our week. Our poll list of the week. We're going to take a quick break. And We're going to listen to this review line. of The World's End from Cat Halo. Comes oh. here stateside. Oh, man. Let's take a listen to that. And when we come back, we're going to do a, just a random discussion about Comic-Con. So stick around. Greetings and salutations, Major Spoilers. Cat Halo here, as I'm sure you've already worked out. I got to see The World's End last weekend. It was actually a, a special Cornetto trilogy screening with Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then The World's End. Suffice to say, Shaun and Fuzz are still brilliant. The World's End is also damn funny, albeit slightly less so than Fuzz, which is in itself slightly less funny than Shaun of the Dead. This time it's a sci-fi flick, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Stepford Wires kind of carry on, and that's the backdrop for five reunited friends going on a pub crawl. There's also some kick-ass martial arts thrown in just for funsies. This is definitely a funny movie, with a great many laugh-out-loud moments. There's also some of the best character work in the series. Peg is annoying, but he's meant to be, so that's okay. And Frost is particularly good. I reckon it's actually his best performance yet. It's possibly the least of the three, but it's still my favourite comedy of the summer so far. And I suspect this movie will improve with repeated viewings, as did Hot Fuzz. This is a strong recommendation when it opens stateside in a month. I'll have a review up on Major Spoilers in a couple of weeks, a little closer to the US release. In the meantime, if you can't wait, you can check out a review of it on my Facebook page, Cat Halo Movies. I'll be catching Wolverine in the next day or two, and I'll hopefully have a review up in the next couple of days. So check back to Major Spoilers or my Facebook page. I'll be missing the show next week, don't worry, it's okay. Um, I'll be on holiday, I'm in the Maldives. To bring it back to the nerdery, the Maldives are in the Indian Ocean, as I'm sure you know, where Henry Cavill apparently turned into Christopher Reeve to destroy the world's engine in Man of Steel. I'm very glad he did, I've been looking forward to this trip for quite a while. And and that's it, enjoy the couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, take care of yourself, lads, bye. <laughs> 
Thank you for that. And listeners, if you want to participate in the Major Spoilers podcast in any way, all you have to do is give us a call at our Major Spoilers hotline, leave a message, and tell us what is on your mind. We want to hear from you. Whether and A lot of people send us emails to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. We read through those occasionally. Uh, but I like hearing your beautiful voices, even beautiful voices from faraway lands. Those are the best. Yeah, people with cool accents. Yeah, yeah. People who talk uh, you know like Dr. Girlfriend. Here's, what, here's what I want. No, no, no. You know, we usually have a lot of guys from out of the country call. I mm-hmm. want one of our female listeners from out of the United States to give us a call. That's right. What number do they need to call, Matthew, if they want to share some thoughts or ideas? 785-727-1939. The major spoilers say it again, softer and slower. Oh, Pop. if you didn't hear it, it's probably because you're not using a pair of tweaked audio headphones. That could be it. I've been driving myself nuts, Rodrigo. We went to, uh, I'll get into this here a little bit more in a moment. We went to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to have my headphones with me in the car because I don't want to hear Arthur running nonstop on right, the DVD right. player. Granted, it's better than uh, Naughty. Caillou. You know, when you get better than Caillou. <laughs> New York City. Liza um, Minnelli has not aged well, by the way. But uh, so I've got the earbuds in my ear and using them all weekend. Love them. But I can't find them now that we've come back. Oh, and no. so I've had to Crap. go back. I've had to go back to a pair of Apple earbuds. Mm. And I got to work the other day and I pulled them out and they're all tangled and yes. mangled. And the great tangled. thing about these tweaked audio headphones is you can't get them tangled. You just go, and there it is, all in a, all straight yep. and ready to go for you. They sound great. Mm-hmm. They've got great audio quality. Uh, I think people should check them out, mainly because not only do they have fine quality and come in a lot of different styles and colors, but because if you go to uh, tweakedaudio.com, when you check out and use the code MAJOR, you get 30% off Whoa. the price. Nice. I'm going to probably have to go buy a couple more pair and stash them. I'm going to stash them around the house in different locations. A pair in the shower, a pair underneath oh. the uh, the car. Mm-hmm. Each car is going to have a pair. Under, under the, the car? Seat. Yeah. Get one of those little seats. magnetic things and you can stick it under the wheel well. Hide maybe. a key? Yeah. Does that, do those still work? I thought the they never were. No, no <laughs> magnetism has stopped working According to the wheel insane well, clown posse. Is the wheel well just like uh, fiberglass now? Uh, or it is could it be. Well, depends on your what car may be. <laughs> My car still has metal in it. Tweakedaudio.com. We thank them for their support. Dang, I'll tell you what. All right. So San Diego Comic-Con, check this out. First, a little bit of praise. And they're in order. I just mentioned I was in Kansas City last weekend. But, Stephen, that was San Diego Comic-Con weekend. Yes, that <laughs> is true. Because several weeks ago, I kept thinking that Comic-Con was this weekend. Probably about a month and a half ago. I kept thinking it was this upcoming weekend, oh, the last man. weekend of the month. And uh, my wife was like, look, they normally have it. My yeah. Well, actually, they had it on the 15th last year. I went back and looked. Um, But my wife was like, look, work's making me take some vacation. Can we go to Kansas City on this date and do family things and and just hang out and have fun? And I was like, yeah, sure. okay." And then about three days later, oh, crud. (laughs) So I was nervously nervous about uh, (laughs) That's the worst kind of nervous. I know, nervous. isn't it? <laughs> You're nervous about your nervous. I was nervous about uh, how the site was going to do and updating all this fantastic news that came out of the San Diego Comic-Con. Fortunately, we have someone like Zach. Zach, who Hello, will folks. sit down and work for hours upon end, cranking out stories uh, for the site, stuff that he's finding. Uh, also, Rob, although poor Rob, I think he reposted the same story about six different times on the site. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But uh, both those guys did a, did a lot of the work. Uh, one of the nice things about running around in the hot, humid Kansas City time is uh, the sidekick yeah. does want to go down for a nap. So I was able to swing back over to the hotel, lay him down, and crank out about 10 stories or nice. so a day. But uh, we had a lot of stories on the site. There was a lot of stuff coming out. So, Zach, I want to I thank you for your hard work. You did a fantastic job uh, getting stuff up on the site. And as I was watching the three of us crank out the content. And also, I should also mention Eli- uh, Elijah mm-hmm. was at the show. Yeah. And Dave Condi was at the show, too. He was doing something else. But he threw in a couple of stories from mm-hmm. Comic-Con, too. Um, this is where people are saying, hey, where does my money go to when I contribute? Well, not only do you get access to this VIP section, but it's this kind of stuff that we can do because we have the funding. I can pay Zach and Rob and send Elijah to the show, Mm -hmm. and I can, you know, sit in my hotel room and play outrageous wireless fees to update the site because of of what you guys are contributing. So, Zach, fantastic job. Rob, fantastic job. Everybody did a fantastic job. And listeners, if we hit our funding goal, we'll be able to do this stuff not just during Comic-Con, but almost all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Traffic was through the roof. Yay. Which was fantastic. I think, I think for me, Click the most. The ads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, Zach, great job Thanks. on that. Um, and I think he deserves a round of applause. Yay, Zach. Yeah, well Yay, done, Zach. But I, but I think the, uh, the most exciting thing is Zach and I were constantly tweeting each other <laughs> over the weekend. And at one point. What you do? <laughs> it's kind of that way. It's kind of. I was, like, Zach, are you, I was like, are you back from that barbecue yet, Zach? Can you update the site? Can you do this? Um, but I think the most exciting thing, maybe for both of us, was on Saturday, uh, oh. Warner Brothers had a three-hour marathon um, event going on in Hall H. And about halfway through the presentation, both Variety and The Hollywood Reporter started running stories that says Warner Brothers confirms a Batman Superman movie. Right. And I was like, no way. I mean, there's no press releases about it. There's nothing has been said at the Comic-Con. I'm starting tweeting Zach Zach, instant messaging. Do you know anything about this? No, I haven't seen anything. Let me call all this stuff up now. He was right in between a break on his shoot. And, um, and so he's fired up his live feeds. I'm firing up my live feeds in the hotel and we're just tweeting back and forth going, have they announced it yet? We don't see it. Oh, they've got Tom Cruise up on stage now doing Elysium. And at this point, Zach's like, I gotta go. I gotta go back to work. And I was like, well, well they've only got like. So we didn't think it was gonna happen. We didn't think it was gonna happen because there was literally, it was the show, the uh, uh, Warner Brothers Hall H event was supposed to end at 1.15. Yeah. And it was already 1.18. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so the panel would have been over. And it's like, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna see it. Go on back to work. And I'm sitting there just dinking around. And then I'm watching the live feed and it's like, Oh, uh, Chris Hardwick has a message to call Zack Snyder up on stage. I'm like, oh, oh, oh here it goes. It Zack Snyder walks out and he goes, hi, everybody. I just wanted to let you know that we are indeed doing a sequel to The Man of Steel. We're working on it right now. And um, I've been doing some research on how we can make this better and what people want to see in this movie. And uh, I brought somebody along with me who um, wants to read something to you that I think uh, will put this all into perspective. And it was one of the guys from Man of Steel. I believe it was the uh, uh, Army Commander. Oh, yeah. The Army Commander guy yeah. comes out, and he's carrying a copy of The Dark Knight Great Returns. Voice. And he opens it up, and he reads that passage that Bruce r- writes to Clark, saying, Clark, in all the years that we've been friends, da 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 I want you to know that I beat you. And then people are starting to go nuts, and Snyder's like, we are not adapting The this, Dark Knight yeah. Returns. And then suddenly the Hall H lights go out and up on the screen comes the Batman Superman logo. And that's all. Then it was that. That was it. That was the end of the presentation. Did we ever put the video up on that side of that? I don't think there's video of that. There was. I don't think I, I can't remember if I put it up or not. 
Well, we've got the still picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I because there was uh, someone filmed it from oh, Hall well, H. But yeah, then but I see, didn't. Those are and the then ones I, that get taken yeah, and then that's why I didn't way. put it up. I figured, but I someone filmed like a fan filmed it on like, their cell phone. Yeah, yeah. And they have they're just filming the big screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You go on YouTube and try to find it because all it is is like that bit of Snyder comes out mm-hmm. and then it ends after the logo mm-hmm. and it's awesome. To oh, watch. Yeah, people are people just probably going lost nuts. their mind. Um. So then some follow-up stuff uh, came out in the official press release uh, that we saw that includes things like Christopher Nolan is being a producer, mm-hmm. Go- David Goyer is writing, um, Henry Cavill, Cavill is returning as uh, Superman. Superman, Lois Lane is back, Lawrence Fishburne is back, um, who else is on this thing? Snyder is confirmed mm-hmm. to direct. Uh, now they have to find a Batman because um, Christian, Christian Bale done is done doesn't want to be part of that so what do you guys think of that big announcement that was i don't know if that was the biggest announcement at comic-con but i think it certainly ranks up there as probably one of the most exciting moments especially if you're someone like like me who really loves updating the site and getting these stories as they happen and we were hitting stories as they were happening or even before some other places were getting it so i was all yeah and then my wife walks in is like hey we're all going to the park why don't you come with us i was like But uh, I think this is interesting. You know, I think, you know, if they're going to they're going to do this and according to the the two trade magazines, the official press release didn't say anything in it. But the um, I guess the next movie is they're pushing the Superman Batman movie to 2015. They're Mm going to start production next year, release in 2015, 2016, a Flash movie and then 2017, a Justice League movie. There you go. What do you think there, Matthew? Honestly, I think good. This is my problem. This is I actually uh, tweeted something to this effect today. Is if we're, I mean, if we're ever going to get to the point where people are saying yes, these movies are exciting, we need to do something like this. We need to actually start arcing towards whatever Justice League thing they want to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think that getting a representation of Superman and Batman together is a great first step to doing something Justice League related and getting us kind of out of the expectation of the Nolan movies. Because to me, I hate to be the guy who says things like this, but that Nolan verse doesn't necessarily have a Superman in it. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, and I'd like to I'd, I'd like to see Superman and Batman. I'd like to see. That uh, what's what's the dark haired Justice Leaguer's name again? Something with a W. Yeah, that lady. underdog. Under it's underdog. Plastic Man. No, he's got dark hair. No, no. Uh, Cyclops. He's got no. dark hair. Cyclops. Cyclops. <laughs> Aquaman has no. not dark hair. Aqua Lad. Oh, there you go. Aqua Lad had purple had. eyes. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know nothing. I mean, really, in all the various panels, nothing was really said about a Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a great write-up, and I forget where it was. It was out of a UK article. I, I retre- retweeted it. You can follow me at Major Spoilers. Uh, but I guess there was a great article over in one of the UK newspapers that was talking about why, regardless of the company, you it's very difficult to produce a female hero movie like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he didn't say it was impossible. He said it's just very no. hard right. because of perceptions. And, right. you know, what would it take <laughs> because, to actually make because it Because of sexism. <laughs> well, really, yes. I mean, that's what, the, that's what the crux of the article was, is because mm-hmm. of sexism, people would, there's a lot of people that would not accept a strong female hero like mm-hmm. that. Well, 
And if you if we look at what happened around the Wonder Woman television show, mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman television show was not about is this going to be realistic. It's should she talk about her boobs and how does her mm-hmm. costume look and is this girl you know right she doesn't have big enough breasts right right there was no discussion about how are we going to do and in fact the discussion that I heard about Wonder Woman's backstory and the Amazons was all like no nah, we decided we didn't like that so we changed it all up yeah yeah you know it it's not necessarily about the hero uh, whenever they cast for Wonder Woman or when they stunt cast and say I want this person to be Wonder Woman they're casting a good seven years too young. At least by my perspective, every single time they're like, let's get this 12-year-old girl to play Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, going back to the Superman-Batman thing, I, mm-hmm. it was circulating today. I don't know if it's confirmed. I think it was just rumor-mongering stuff. Mm-hmm. But possibly mm-hmm. the title of this movie would be Superman versus Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if so you I'm going to bet that they're going to – I mean, here's, here's the what, thing. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to lift that entire final chapter – well, from, and it's it's funny because that's what they gave us. They're like, okay, we're yeah. gonna read you a passage from the Bible, right? Of of the of Batman Superman uh, stuff, and it's like, Clark, I totally punched you in the face, <laughs> and it was awesome, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what they're giving Clark, us. Yeah. That's what they're telling us. This is gonna be. Don't forget about which, that. Which, I mean, you can if you had been able to see my face uh, while I was reading this. You would have gotten nothing because let's face it, I never smile or express my. As you guys, as you guys well know, but if you had heard my internal monologue, I was like, "Oh, Batman Superman movie, this is great. Start reading. Oh, blah blah blah. blah. Hall Age, awesome things happening. Here's the passage. Clark, you are so stupid. And how does my elbow taste when I hit you really hard? And I was like, Ugh, ugh. It's like. The perfect way for Zack Snyder to do a very destructive Superman movie because this guy won't die, so no one can really complain about how everyone's dying and Superman's not caring. Now they did say that they were going to address the uh, the ending of the Man of Steel movie in the sequel, right? So that hopefully that's. Um, hey, doesn't it suck that we killed 7 million people? Yep. yep. Kinda. <laughs> Flip over to Marvel. Hey, there's Batman! And their Hall H presentation, Marvel Studios Hall H presentation, started out with Loki mm-hmm. coming awesome. out on stage. And you can find video of that on YouTube. Yeah, we have that. Where he just comes out and does this whole monologue out to everybody. Yeah, it was cool. To uh, announce um, Thor um, the Dark, Dark World, World Dark which World. still looks pretty cool. Thor the Dark Then, Night. of course, they talked uh, <laughs> Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing this movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. And they brought the entire cast out, Damn. nice, uh, which you know set a lot of people off. And about that same time, over at the Marvel um, stage, there on the show floor, they revealed props and costumes from the movie. Mm-hmm. So officially today, as of well, I should say Tuesday, um, Disney announced that they're officially in production of Guardians of the Galaxy. Which seems because I know on the panel they said yeah that they've been they were like been shooting stuff. for like thirteen days. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, whatever. Um, but they brought out everybody, and uh, looks like a good cast. I think the yeah. thing that freaked people out the most was oh, uh, here is uh, Karen Gillan comes out. You know, Doctor Who, Amy Pond comes out, and she's got her little uh, strawberry uh, hair going on, uh, and she's talking about how for this movie, well, and she just goes, "Oh, well, never mind," and she just rips off this off her hair, and she has shaved her head <laughs> completely bald mm-hmm. uh, for this movie, and just threw the wig out into the audience. Matthew, I sent you that that high res picture of that. How dare you! You've terrified and <laughs> frightened me. And I I kind of like that. I am terrified of one thing, which is she's playing Nebula. And oh, really? 
Nebula, the granddaughter of Thanos, was not bald until the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, oh, I mean, well, it, you, it should uh, be a surprise. You know the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, coming. plus they're always like mishmash. Like I, I actually. I like I, I saw this. I, I hadn't read what she, what she was going to be playing. I figured she was going to be playing um Moon Dragon, Gam- Moon Dragon or Gamora. Yeah, they're yeah. saying she's going to be playing Nebula. That's weird. Uh, well, and it's a Zaldana Thanos movie. Is playing, yeah. uh, well, and that's the other Gamora. thing too. Is is the thing that uh, came out too? Is at the end of the Avengers, we saw Thanos, and everyone's like, "Oh, so Thanos is going to mm-hmm. be in Avengers too?" No, it's nope. going to be Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Maybe played by Vin Diesel. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, look for that's news coming out this I, week. Maybe even by the said, time. Well, I think Kevin Feige came out and said, "Oh no, no, no! Vin Diesel is not in anything." Yeah, don't. That we have anything right now? It, but well, I think when it's the same thing in the Batman Superman one, where they're like, yeah, yeah, if the title yeah. is Superman versus Batman, and they say, "Oh, we're not taking the uh, final act of uh, the Dark Knight Returns and turning it into a movie." Yeah. Uh, no, I don't believe that. Yeah, Khan's not in Clark, this movie. Listen, Clark. <laughs> Clark, I'm beating you up. You can't tell because yeah. you're full of kryptonite. But, you, but, but I totally you have to am. Call me John so Comfort. I think, I think the Marvel uh, panel started out really well, mm-hmm. and then they got to you know Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy, and then at the end they were like, oh, one more thing, mm-hmm. kind of trying to do the same thing that they did Hello. with uh, the Warner Brothers one. And Joss Whedon comes out on stage and he's like, well, I wanted to give you the guys a little bit of update on what's going on with the Avengers. Here's the official title: Avengers: <laughs> The Age of Ultron. Mm. And then a sad trombone was heard. And well, yeah. that was that was my reaction too, yeah. because I was like, "Holy crap! Are they they just finished they up just with that ca- comic book series, <laughs> and now they're going to turn that into the movie?" And then, of course, the next day, Joss right, Whedon right. had to come out and say, "Okay, first of all, here are some things that you need to know. We're not adapting the comic book series that just finished. This is our own take on the origin of Ultron. Number two, it will not include Hank Pym." What? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, again, this could be a big swerve because they're currently in production of Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Right. But to come out and say, okay, we're going to do an Ultron story that doesn't include Hank Pym, to me, just has me scratching my head. Well, they, Seems they've odd. made changes to the continuity that are bigger than that. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, Captain okay, America was Asia, never uh, you know, we the, saw we saw iceberg. automated we saw automated Iron Man suits. Mm-hmm. Right, what right. would prevent Tony Stark from going that extra distance and right. creating Ultron in the uh, Age of Ultron movie? Right. I still, think, I still think like it's weird. And somebody, maybe it was you, Matthew, that said yes. that you were half expecting this to be the Jarvis AI that gets turned into the Ultron. Oh, that's a good one. It wasn't yeah, me, I've been but people, we're I've been people I said seen that. that. Um, Agent Coulson supposedly at this point is not involved in the Avengers movie. Interesting. Uh, they didn't say. They just said he's not involved in it at this time. It seems weird because now that they've established a timeline of Shield that it takes place after Avengers, right? And Coulson is alive. Is alive, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're keeping him a secret. Yeah, he's like a secret. That's, to the that's message, just what yeah. they do nowadays. It's just like Coulson is definitely not in this. This guy's definitely not Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, that's what I'm saying. The, um, don't believe is going to be played all by these lines. Lines. Like, yes. at the end. At the end of, like, pretty soon here, we're going to realize that uh, Karen Gillan was actually wearing a bald cap. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> wig, bald cap, actual hair. She's going to pull it off, and it's going to have, like, this huge, just blonde hair streaming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's actually going to play Carol Danvers <laughs> in, the, in the Guardians I of the Galaxy you. movie. You know, speaking of, speaking of that, there were a oh, lot of people hey. running around the show floor. And that's, this is one of the things that really freaks people out is, here are 
super well-known famous people, Simon Pegg, yeah. Matt Smith, uh, Michael Cranston, just wandering around the show floor, and they're all wearing masks so people don't know who they are. And right. so here is uh, is it Brian, Cran- Bri- Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Is walking yeah. around wearing one of these um, uh, Walter White masks that are yeah, made by awesome. the company that make these <laughs> super lifelike masks. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's a guy doing that. And so when they do the uh, – when they did the um, – Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad panel. They call up Cranston on the stage, and here's this guy wearing this mask, and all of a sudden he pulls off the Walter White mask, and there's (laughs) Cranston underneath people like, ah! Matt Smith was walking around in a uh, Bart Bart Simpson Simpson. mask. That one's, that video's funny, because he's talking to all the Doctor Who fans, and no one's like paying attention to him at all. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman wore, wore his Wolverine costume. Nobody, around the show form, people like scoffing at him, saying it wasn't like realistic enough. <laughs> You're too tall. Yeah, he's too, too tall. That's funny. Um, and I forget who. So there's a lot of people doing that. In fact, um, oh, uh, uh, MythBusters guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, some Star Wars thing. And Chinbeard got a picture. Yeah, of that's him. what I was saying. And yeah. this is the thing, Chinbeard. Uh, who, if you go onto his YouTube channel, he's uh, he's on uh, the Frog Pants Network. He appears weekly on uh, the Morning Stream, talking about cosplay and everything. Um, hang out with him at, at Nertacular. He's a big fan mm-hmm. of him and didn't realize that he was getting a picture with someone that he really super admires and didn't realize until after the fact that he, yeah. <laughs> that he awesome. had, had that picture taken. So, I mean, all the sorts of those wacky things are going on. So whenever you see cool. somebody in a full costume, it, assume know, somebody know. famous and rip the costume yeah. off them. <laughs> yeah. No, do not touch them. them. Do touch not their faces. Do not do that. Did you, you guys? Did you? Were you guys following on Twitter what Chinbeard was was posting I for did some not, of the stuff? Yeah. Oh I my did. gosh, there was this costume there, and I don't know what it was from, but it's like this big demon guy. Oh yeah, and the wings Huge expand wings. to like twenty feet high, and they're retractable, and the guy's you know Huge. able to retract those so he can walk around in the crowds. But then when it opens up, he can spread them out. Looks great. Looked amazing. Yeah. Han did uh, her new costume. He, she did two of them. She did Dark Phoenix and um, uh, Invisible Woman, Sue Storm. Uh, both those costumes look great. I didn't see, did uh, did he get his Iron Man costume done, Chinbeard? Well, I, I believe what he was going for was the incomplete Iron right, Man right, right. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he was wearing it around. Oh, okay, because I, I, I didn't see those pictures either. Um, what other stories caught you guys' eye at, at Comic-Con that appeared on the site or other places? Um, one, I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, we had close to 300 stories yeah. over the f- over the four days. One that yeah. I thought was really cool, which is totally unexpected. I reviewed a comic from Dark Horse a couple months ago called Number Thirteen. Yeah, and they actually a company made like a, a concept trailer for the like a, to pitch a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really cool. Yeah, you, it looks really. Site, yeah, right? it's up on the site. Yeah. It looks really cool. So you check that out. Uh, they said they should be like shopping it around to some places. This week, and that looked. I think it's from like Gearbox uh, Studios uh, out of LA. They've. I looked at their website. They've been doing like just like commercials and stuff. But the work they did on that little teaser was really cool. Simpsons um, will be crossing over with Futurama and Family Guy. Yeah. In this next Yay! season. Excited All about that. All cartoons are in the same world. <laughs> Pretty much. A lot of Lego stuff this year. A lot year. of Lego stuff. It's yeah. Cool. And I and I like that. I mean, so <laughs> and we were at Legoland. Um, during all this stuff up in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool experience. I didn't know they had one. Yeah, it just opened in the last year. So really? it's, it was packed. Totally I mean, going. it was packed, packed, packed. You, d- you need to. Yeah. They've got, I put some pictures up on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. but they've got all of like, not all of downtown, but all the iconic uh, landmarks in, in downtown Kansas City all converted into 
all four Lego of them? form. That's awesome. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, they got that Western Auto sign all done up in Lego, which was really amazing. Cool. Um, but we started getting into the minifigs. And, of course, mm. with the um, with the Lego movie coming out, a lot of Lego stuff was being shown at the, sure. uh, at the uh, convention. So yeah. um, people are really excited about this because the Lego movie is taking – Everything Lego Everything. has done. So that, that means you can have a DC Marvel <laughs> yeah. event happening inside of this Lego movie. Oh, and if you've seen, it's going to be awesome. If you've seen the trailer, there's this thing where the, the hero fig uh, is being flown around by Batman and mm-hmm. getting yelled at by Batman. And, <laughs> and I guarantee you there's going to be a Marvel oh, characters that appear in this movie yeah. too. It's going to be cool. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. All, all stop motion. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not going to do it all. They, uh, they said very little CGI. Hmm. They said things oh. like the ocean with the rolling waves. They said it was going to be too expensive oh, gosh, to do in right. in real bricks, so that right. would be CGI. Um, but uh, I'll stop motion for that. That's so awesome. that'll be really cool. We've seen. Did you watch that trailer yeah. where you and I talked yeah. about that a couple of weeks ago? Um, anything that caught your eye, Rodrigo? Uh, there's a. They announced some new stuff for Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next set, which we kind of knew, we we suspect that it's going to be kind of Greek mythology themed. Mm-hmm. They're going to have uh, big, like, heroes oh, versus yeah, monsters. Like Zeus throwing something yeah. in one of the artworks. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're kind of... And, and what Magic always does is they, they take the themes and then they wrap it around the Magic universe. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see, like, Zeus and Perseus and stuff. You're going to see stuff that's very reminiscent. Right. Of those things. Right. Um, it's also going to be an enchantment block. And, and you guys can put your heads down for now. No, no, no. That's we'll, we'll okay. Um, oh. It's going to be an enchantment-based block, which people have been clamoring for, largely because they've basically made a block around almost every other type of magic uh, card. And they haven't gotten around to enchantment. So this one's going to have a very strong uh, enchantment sub-theme or r- really theme. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and Phineas, Phineas and Ferb are going to cross over with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> they're they're cross the uh, Avengers. Chewy, I know what we're going to do today. <laughs> the, the Avengers uh, episode comes out in August. Does uh, it for that crossover? So nice. for people that want to see that, new Munchkin sets uh, were announced at Comic Con. Um, three new Munchkin products that they that they announced at the show. That's uh, going to be. We'll talk more about that on our other podcast, Munchkin Land. But Munchkin Pathfinder is officially coming out in mm-hmm. a month or two. Yeah, should be, I bet it'll be probably they'll probably have it at Gen Con. I'm going to make it. Oh, guess. I'm going to bet. And then they've got expansion pack Munchkin tri- Tricky Treats for Halloween. There you go. And then they've got uh, new boxes of holding to now also include the dungeon cards, which I was complaining about. Nice. Uh, not too long ago. So that's um, pretty cool. The uh, the darkness film is oh, going yeah, yeah, to yeah. Feature, feature Witchblade, Witchblade. Yeah. which I was surprised about that they're making a darkness film. Yeah. The dark- <laughs> Darkness is, you would be surprised at how popular Darkness no, no, is. No, the Darkness is popular. Because the yeah, video game franchise is, like, super popular. Despite not yeah. being very good games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was, okay, there was a lot of, like, very good comics weird video game news that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Gail Simone's going to be writing a Tomb Raider book. Yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. Halo's new, Dark Halo Wars' Evolution. new ongoing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DC Scribblenauts game got yeah, a lot of got yeah, a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Which actually okay. looks kind of cool. I don't. What is Scribblenauts? I don't think I have played that. It's like a game where you just oh, create you whatever words. the frick you want. Is that yeah. the one that's like yeah, Cthulhu like comes down and saves the world yeah. or something? I don't think so. I don't know, but they showed off all the like all DC the characters yeah, you yeah. can get, and it's like a bajillion. Cool. They have everything. Little Nemo's coming back. Yes, yeah, so that looks really cool. That's that series. Um, and then there's then we got news that there was going to be a Little Nemo anthology done by a bunch of different artists. 
um, going in and doing their take on Little Nemo. Mm-hmm. It's by the same people that did the uh, steampunk uh, fairy tale thing that we reviewed on the show oh. a couple oh, of months yeah. ago. Um, so like they've the got sci-fi an, fairy tale. Sci-fi stuff. fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they've but then IDW announced this whole new Little Nemo book, Return to Slumberland. ID, IDW had a number of announcements. The Max is coming back mm-hmm. uh, to IDW. Wow. wow. Um, Crap, you could probably just look under IDW on the site and see everything. I mean, they were they were yeah, putting out stuff left and right. Stuff. Dynamite, holy crap. I'm glad that they didn't wait to the show to release everything that they announced. But they were they were announcing stuff weeks before, probably about a week and a half before the Comic-Con took place. There's Shadow Now. There is I forget what else they have. They had a they have a new uh crime series that they're kicking off with three new titles. Uh, just so much stuff going on from Dynamite that this may be the year that they that they Bust become the number open. they might become the number three publisher this year. That would well, be pretty cool. I mean, did you look at all the stuff that they had, Matthew, coming out? Yeah, there's just that's kind of ridiculous to the point where over the weekend I would check and I would check and then you guys would put up five more things and I'd get distracted by a shiny thing. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of getting distracted by shiny things, yes. New Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the new uh, Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah. Did you see all I, the I am I am so weirded out by the fact that I loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Because I'm you know, I loved the Planet of the Apes movies when back when they were awful. And <laughs> at, at the point where they're like, Well, this is a new continuity, and I'm like, is it related to Marky Mark? Because if it's related to that Marky Mark movie, and they're like, No, no, you're different. And it was really good. And now I kind of really want to see, you know, Dawn of the Planet of the Golem, where, you know, we get to see what happens with Mm -hmm. Caesar and taking over and making the planet of the monkeys. Yeah, that looks really cool, too, because apparently um, there's some virus that's wiping out humanity. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. They had that viral site, which is really funny because it's viral. Yeah, Yeah. but that that does look interesting. Uh, Lego, I mean, I kind of knew this a couple of weeks ago, but Lego officially unveiled their Back to the Future set. Yeah. The first set includes the DeLorean, which is going to be awesome. Is that one of those uh, Cuso Yeah, yeah, one of those projects that they finally uh, brought forward. Um, I was surprised that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't get as much hoorah as I thought it was going to be. We've known that this movie's coming. Right. And and we've seen stuff from Electro and stuff, so there wasn't Mm -hmm. that much to reveal. Well, I mean, mean, technically, the first footage of Electro came out preview night. Yeah, yeah, preview night. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that was kind of big. The the Trask Sentinels made an appearance at Comic-Con. Yeah, there was a lot of Days of Future Past. That was a huge panel. There was everyone on that panel. Uh, what else caught your guys? I'm trying to find some of the dynamite stuff, but there's so many pages of stuff I have to go back through. Yeah. I think that, that yeah. interesting, we put a little bit of the, uh, info about the dark horse halo series, uh, up there today, which looked pretty good. Um, oh, there was, uh, we had some stuff, uh, from uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles up on the site. Mm-hmm. A company decided to contact us <laughs> yeah. and say, we represent the so-and-sos well, and we want you killed. to take down those images right now. Uh, World of Warcraft movie yeah. got announced. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been working on that yeah, for years, yeah, but I yeah. guess they did like, the first really showing of, doing a, stuff. of footage from, from this. Yep. Avengeline, uh, Rob Liefeld's Avengeline is going to go to the big screen. Yeah. Yay. That was announced. So that, and, uh, he's going to get some, he might be getting a couple movies up on the screen soon. Uh, Ghost gets an ongoing series from Dark Horse Comics. Yay, Ghost. Uh, Dead Body Road is a new project from Skybound Entertainment mm. that looks... 
kind of interesting. It looks interesting. Legend of Korra Spirit. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Did you guys see the trailer for that? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to see that. Uh, when does that kick off? Is that September, I want to yeah, say? Yeah, it's late. I thought uh, October, maybe? This September. September? Yeah. we have. Wow. Uh, Arkham Origins got some footage played. New mm-hmm. Assassin. Uh, oh, what was her name? Raven Dagger Claws. Raven Rat. Simone? No. No, he's talking about Raven Dagger Claws, you know. <laughs> that, uh, the, oh, that, that deadly yeah, assassin what... in Arkham Origins that is a... No, 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 no. Wolver T. Claws has a girlfriend named Raven Assassin. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I knew I met her somewhere. What's going yep. on? Oh, Rob wrote about this. What's going on with the Firefly Online announcement? Did you guys read about this? No, I didn't, I didn't. see that. Something... That's a new online interactive game. Yeah. The continuation of the show. A lot of, lot of toys... That were shown off at the show. Matthew, 20 years of the Power Rangers on DVD. Ah, uh, no. I'm like, I, I still I, haven't seen a price on that. So $11,000. Probably. Yes. Uh, well, and this is, this is the thing, though. There's a lot of Power Rangers mm-hmm. that isn't really wonderful. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I could have all of it, but it's going to be on DVD. And how often do I sit down and ah, watch but you a could, DVD? You could rip them and put them on your... Media server. Mm-hmm. What? Yes, that's what I do. With Am all I allowed my to do now. that under yes. the law? Uh, under the mm-hmm. law, you are allowed to make a a copy, a backup copy of all of your media. My own copy. Yep. As yes. long as it's your copy, and you're not as sharing. As long with as anyone. you don't share or sell it, Bob. Well, and, and then if you and then if you sell the DVDs, if you sell the DVDs, you're supposed to also get rid of your digital copy yeah. too. Bob's well, Burgers coming to comics. Dynamite I, Entertainment. I want to read that. Dynamite Entertainment announces the Twilight Zone comic series. Voltron and Robotech are teaming from a, for Dynamite. Uh, Heroes, uh, the TV series, is, is coming to Dynamite. Um, the Shadow, Dynamite. yes. Yep. Um, the Dynamite Shadow. actually apparently has optioned me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Howard Chaykin to write The Shadow again for, it's called, uh, what is it, The Shadow Now, I think. Um, <laughs> Dynamite announces Dwayne uh, Swayzinski's The Rock uh, Johnson. Project. Swierczynski. Swierczynski's uh, project, part of the Dynamite crime line. Um, Peter Milligan is going to be working on that line as well. Uh, they also announced a Red Sonja miniseries done only by female creators. Cool. Mm-hmm. I want to read that too. Um, James Robinson is set up for a project with them. So they've got, they've got a lot of stuff coming out from Dynamite. Game of Thrones played an M. Memoriam, oh, memoriam of every <laughs> video, which is pretty funny. Uh, Paul and Storm, that I guess they had a woot, woot oh, uh, the stock woots, the woots going stock on thing. outside uh-huh. the show, the concert, and uh, George R. R. Martin comes up on stage when they're playing uh, right, right, like right the faster, wind, yeah. Yeah, right faster. George R. R. Martin comes up and uh, grabs the guitar from Paul Storm, Storm, Storm. I forget, and yeah. just smashes <laughs> it down on the stage and stun, you know, right yeah. in the middle of their song. And then Neil Gaiman comes out and forces Paul and Storm to issue an apology for that song <laughs> to George R. R. Martin. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The, I mean, man, there are times when I often regret not being able to go to Comic-Con because of all this stuff that's going on. Agreed. But yeah. then I also have this realization, and this is the thing that happened to me years ago with NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, was I end up, I think, getting to experience more of the Comic-Con sitting in the office in front of a computer, reading all the press releases and seeing all the photos that are coming. Because if I were to attend the event, 
there would be no way that I would be able to do and see Mm -hmm. all of these things. Someone on Twitter today, maybe it's Paul Cornell, I forget who, said it's always great to come back from Comic-Con to find out about all the things that I missed at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And and yes, I love sending people and I'd be happy to send people like Elijah again next year. He did a great job with the write-ups and all the photos and stuff. Yeah. Um but I don't I don't think I want to go to a big con like this unless we as a major spoiler mm-hmm. are doing something like right. there like if we're doing our own right. video series from there. Yeah. Which could be a possibility if we uh, get enough VIP members. Thank you. Well, heck, anything's um, possible. But I, I just enjoy sitting back and going out and grabbing all this information and seeing how quickly yeah. we can turn it around and getting up on the site. And I know I was Fun. not nearly as involved this year as I have in the past, but I think now, Zach, you kind of know what it's like for oh, me. Gosh. Oh, it's yeah. so much fun. But it is. It is a rush. Just <laughs> yeah. sitting there going, oh, my gosh, here comes this story. And you're getting it before more than half the people at the show are getting mm-hmm. it. You know, it's, it's funny yep. because, you know, there's only 6,000 people that can fit into Hall H. I'm watching yeah. online and I find out about Batman and Superman before the other 125,000 other people and find the, out about it. And they missed it. At the Comic-Con. And they yeah. missed 12 hours of Comic-Con because they had to stay in line to get into Hall H. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My, uh, I was sitting there covering the Marvel Hall H panel mm-hmm. on Saturday night. I was watching all the live feeds mm-hmm. and my girlfriend was sitting in my room just like watching me and I wigged out when they said Joss Whedon just watching. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, holy crap, here it comes. Well, and what did she think of all that? Oh, she thought it was weird. She thought you were an idiot. She thinks I'm crazy. Until you show her your paycheck. And then no, and then I showed, hey, catching fire trailer. She's like, oh, we should go oh, to yeah, Comic Con. Yeah, we should go. We, should go. we could meet Uh-oh. them. I, uh, they just put a picture on Instagram of them signing people's stuff. <laughs> I was like, I they were in line for thirty six hours. They haven't showered in four days. Yeah, I should thank my What's wife for also fire? being very flexible because she knew I was trying to do stuff mm-hmm. to make sure the site was running because I think it yeah. blipped a couple times. Yeah, and to yep. get in stories that were coming to me and not necessarily to the other people. So, like I said, when it was nap time for the sidekick, I was like, hey. Can I just take him back to the room and put him for the nap? And fortunately, by now, Stephen's <laughs> children can sleep through furious typing. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, my cl- I, I don't have a very clackety clackety mm, keyboard. Yeah, although yeah. Clickety, clickety, clickety. Uh, one of my friends, uh, when I was working in California, he loved the clackety clack keyboards Ugh. and would carry a keyboard with mm-hmm. him to the convention. So that he could go into the press room and plug in and just sit there with his clack and clack. And people in the, and you know, you've got, you've got like, you know, a hundred reporters from newspapers and magazines all around the world covering, you know, broadcast industry stuff. And you just hear this. <laughs> and it's like people, you know, somebody chewing a mouthful of teeth or something. And all of a sudden the room gets quiet and they're all looking back at Dave and he's just <laughs> burning away on that. But, you know, uh, I think might as well bring an old timey typewriter. Leo Laporte. Yeah. Well, that would be awesome too. I think Leo Laporte kind of came up with the same concept as I do is that we can cover more from the convention by not going to the convention. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of like that. And I, I don't, I don't, uh, save a lot of money. If you know, yeah, that's one thing that's for sure. Um, but you know, if, uh, if you get a chance to go to Comic-Con, go to Comic-Con. Yeah. It, it is an experience. It's a trip. I really want to go. And uh, it just for just for the sheer spectacle of Comic-Con. Yeah. Now, we know that they're not moving anytime soon. No. San Diego is expanding the convention center. Let me, ask you guys, let, me get, let me ask you guys this. 130,000 people get to get into the convention. Even when they expand the convention, they're probably only going to fit about another 30 people, 30,000 more people in there. <laughs> <laughs> only, <laughs> more people. only the population of our town. Let me, let me ask you. Do you think, I mean, there's a comic convention going on 
all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And Every certainly, 10 seconds. And Wizard, uh, Wizard, Wizard World, World has a convention going on every month or sometimes twice a month. Do you think people would buy into a twice a year San Diego Comic-Con? No. No, I don't think so. Mm. How come? I think it would remove some of the novelty that people have because it's like people go every year because they go to Comic-Con every year and that's their thing. And I think if you you split it up into two, then you're going to get I don't know. You'll probably get higher attendance, but I don't think people would be as like jazzed up and ready to go for yeah. it. I guess, but that does give you an opportunity to also diversify Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can have your fall Comic Con mm-hmm. be All one kind is... of event. Well, but I mean, if and then just... your I don't know spring Comic Con be something else. Well, I mean, you can still keep it summer and you know February something like well, that. Well, it's San Diego, so yeah, summer yeah, and yeah, winter totally. would actually probably um, be better. But I mean, here's the thing: last year at Comic Con, we had the Neil Gaiman. Sandman project announced. Right. This year at Comic Con, we're still finding out about the Neil Gaiman <laughs> Sandman. Two years ago, it was Miracle Man. We're still waiting to find out what's going on with they, that. They did. They did name check did, it though. Yeah, they did. But that's the thing is, you could use one Comic Con to tease the stuff that's coming out through the spring and up till the summer, mm-hmm. and then you have your summer Comic Con that teases the stuff coming from summer through See, spring. I'm just throwing it out there. Is, is, I, I think diversification is a good idea. I don't think that's what would happen. No, probably I think what not. it would end up doing is I think it would probably water down. Yeah. I mean, it, you remember the Wizard World thing where Wizard World is like, we're going to have 50,000 Comic Cons. We're going to have Wizard World F- Philadelphia. Oh, and they still do World that. They East still do Texas. all that. We're going to have Wizard World Wilson, Kansas. We're going <laughs> to. But this is the thing. When people talk about what's the big awesome thing, Wizard World used to be a big, awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think that having 57 Wizard Worlds a year is part of the reason why Wizard World is no longer the cachet that it is? Partially, yes. Because going to Wizard World, A, you have no idea which Wizard World you're going to, and B, it's no longer the event that everyone goes to. Mm-hmm. There's another one mm-hmm. in two yeah. months. You know, Steven will I, go to the one in two months, and Rodrigo the one after that. Zach and I will go to the one on Thursdays. Right. I, th- I think I, I think definitely if there weren't so many conventions, you right, could right. have mm-hmm. a, a twice a year Comic Con. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that would water like so. Just that would keep that would make big... that would make Comic Con like the size of a PAX. Yeah. Yep. Well, PAX and Australia was going on this past mm-hmm. weekend. PAX East, East PAX, PAX West. West. Yep. A three time a year heard, convention. But that, the thing about San Diego is that it kind of has to be in San Diego, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've really committed the to Diego it. Mm-hmm. The Anaheim convention that uh, mm-hmm. CCI International or CCI uh, puts on, the Anaheim one this last year was a lot more successful than I thought that they mm-hmm. that they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they've had to move it out of San Francisco, WonderCon. Um, no. uh, so, you know, I think – and I've – I've posted before about why I think they should move the convention somewhere else and the benefits Mm -hmm. to it. Um, Everybody doesn't think that that's such a good idea, but you know, whatever. I mean, um, I guess if you're going to make sure that you're able to serve your community, you have to be somewhat open to thinking of different ways of doing things. Even if, even if you're just shouting those out there to see what, you know, what has traction or not. So, you know, that's why I throw that out there to see what general reaction would be. Do I think it would be a great idea? No, but if you're, if you know, if there's so many people who are dying to go to this event, mm-hmm. then you know, 
it's something to consider for about you know thirty seconds to see if it actually works or not. Yeah, sure. Well, I think that my question is going to be. While I understand and I think diversification is a good idea, I think that the motivation needs to be important. Right. And moving San Diego Comic-Con from San Diego, you're going to need to have a really good rationale for why you well, want to do that. Well, my justification years ago was it six years ago for yeah. moving it to Las Vegas was the Las Vegas Convention Center can hold four times the number of what – the San Diego Comic-Con convention can hold, which means more people mm -hmm. can go. You have the bigger spectacle. You've got the space to do the booths as big as you want. Uh, and that kind of and thing. all of the triple X parodies wouldn't even have to move their right. booths. They could just <laughs> hang out on Comic-Con. I mean, they're, uh, yes. they're shooting right across the hallway. Yeah. For God's sake. Someone on Twitter said today that they would, they would do anything to change San Diego Comic-Con would be to change the location of Hall H. And they yeah. mentioned someone of the big, like Petco or one of the big stadiums yeah. there and just charge like an extra something to go in there. there were, it can house so many more people and they can all be indoors and like not having to dodge traffic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do, well, the bad thing about doing something that's outdoors is if it rains, right? Right. And so all those lines are outdoors. Right. Um, I'm going to be on Comic Dorks this week with uh, Scott Kurtz. And right. He just got back from Comic-Con and one of the uh, tweets that he put up this week was there are so many cool things going on outside of the convention center that are still tied to the San Diego Comic-Con mm -hmm. that you can still right. go and experience those events and you don't even have to buy a pass and you don't have to buy tickets and you don't have to wait in the big giant lines for cool. like Hall H and those kinds of things because there was a ton of stuff Cute. going on. The Wootstock, the uh, um, the uh, Cartoon Network had the animation playhouse oh, yeah. going on. Um, yep. A couple of years ago, they did a zombie run over there at the oh, baseball yeah. park. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there's still a lot of things going on in and around the area. And the gas lamp uh, district or gas light district uh, totally now embraces Comic-Con. Because oh, yeah. when we were there 2005 or six, when the wife and I went, um, yeah. they were kind of like, okay, we're accepting you guys, you know, haha. -ha, Whatever, nerds. But yeah. now it seems like they're yeah. doing things to get people Don't to sweat on us. come and spend even more money downtown. Yeah, that's cool. Because we went to Gen Con. Indianapolis is like really embraceive of Gen Con. Yeah, and they yeah. really like like promote it downtown. All the businesses around like for huge block radius. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Do super cool specials. I mean, millions millions and millions all their of stuff. dollars. It's really cool. I don't billions know if, and billions. I, I don't know if the San Diego... Comic-Con is the largest convention that San Diego holds each year, but Surely. they're the ones that – I mean the the people said, yes, we will expand the convention center specifically for SDCC yeah. mm -hmm. uh, because of that. So, um, I actually – I heard some interesting discussion on the Twittery Twitters from people who were at the convention and specifically Gail Simone went on a rather lengthy rant about how people who are saying that it's no longer a comics convention – are maybe missing the fact that there's so much comics there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, it, somebody had made the point that it's a big, a giant comics convention inside an even bigger media convention, which, again, I'm of the opinion that when people want to come to Comic-Con because that's where the money is, that's where the awesome people are, that's where their, their core audience is, that's win-win for the nerdery. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, I, I want it. I don't necessarily want to go and see, you know, the mocking Jay or whatever the last book is, but that doesn't mean that I don't want those people to come and, you know, court us and be a part of the comic con and have, you know, their well, awesome stuff with our awesome stuff. And, and I think people also forget, and it's kind of like with major spoilers, people are like, well, why are you guys talking about this video game? 
Well, because we're a site that celebrates the pop culture and comic book industries, Mm -hmm. just like Comic-Con celebrates pop culture. uh, And that also includes Comic-Con or includes comics. So, yeah, I I guess I don't have a problem when you have the rowing games. Some things seem kind of weirdly out of place. There are some things that... community... I, yeah, I mean, Breaking Bad. Well, I guess they had a comic. They did a comic announced, but yeah, they do that. Community had a and panel, the, the, I, and it's just. I mean, I I think it's just kind of something you like. I I understand people who want to draw the line because it's easy. They're oh, like, sure. no comics only, mm-hmm. or like right. maybe. And then people who are like, well, maybe only comics and properties that have come out of comics, but then you start blurring it there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think right. there are some things that kind of feel like well, they don't make sense at Comic-Con and that's that's kind of like a weird person like I love community right but I'm like why was community at Comic-Con <laughs> well because, because it's got it's a place fan, the huge fan, fan following sure sure I mean I'm sure I they mean, and I think that, there's, there's more like, crossover than you think Mystery Science Theater I mean they had their 20th anniversary thing last year or the year before there and it was huge in the Hall H um, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith yeah they do does his show all the time I don't know if he well, did Kevin one this Smith year. He's a comic guy from Get. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Um, but I mean, I don't know. As long as there could be some kind of justification, and obviously, it's not the studios dictating what they're bringing down, and the CCI people saying, "Oh, sure, whatever." Uh, I'm sure that right. there's some line drawing somewhere. I mean, I didn't see well, Vivid, Vivid Entertainment be- on the show that on the floor this year. I don't know necessarily that there should be line drawing because it's like when we say, well, comic book movies do X. Well, R.I.P.E. is a comic book movie. Right. Avengers is a comic book movie. They didn't do the same thing. Men in Black was a comic book movie. Right. All of these things are comic book movies. But what is a comic book movie and what's the deal with Oprah? I mean, it, it all turns into a Jerry Seinfeld routine from 1987. Where you're just like, who are these people? I, I don't care, to be honest, because that's one of the things for the people that are going. Yeah. If you only want to, I mean, I, uh, again, I'll refer back to the last time I went. I really wanted to go see the Bruce um, uh, Bruce Campbell uh, Bruce presentation, you know, Lenny his Bruce. thing. And I was really disappointed that I didn't get a go. But the good thing was it was at the same time that a panel on um, starting your own comic book store was going on. I was like, okay, well, I'll go over to that. And so I still got something out of it, mm-hmm. and we only were in Hall H for the uh, the the Superman Returns panel, and that was it. Didn't go back into Hall H for the rest of the show. Um, we went into some of the other larger halls for some of those events, but you can make Comic Con what you want. Mm, I'm sure. And we're going to try to capture as much of it and put it up on the Major Spoilers website. Listeners, we've gone over time. Um, there's so much, there's so much going on over at major spoilers as far as San Diego comic-con. I'm going to leave our comic-con coverage button up on the upper right hand corner of the site for a couple more weeks, uh, for you guys to go back in and check out just the San Diego comic-con stuff. Uh, we're going to have, of course, a lot more stories that go up every day. Um, sneak peeks, previews, reviews, podcast links, uh, all sorts of stuff over, over there at uh, Majorspoilers.com. So go and check it out next time. Rodrigo's ahead of everyone else. Uh, next week, we're going to be taking a look at the BPRD. Mm-hmm. What is it? Ifrit. Volume 3? I don't remember which one. I forget which one it is. Why? Because we know that you love comics. We do, too. And we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. 
You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. Batman's revision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as that comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. Yeah, what a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Oh, wait, I think I found a better way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just buzz through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the would deal with all those tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I bag and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. What I really even need to keep up on all those escapades. I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being caught up in a fun bee in the Middle East with a king-side throwing soldier. Spoilers is copyright 2013.